pew, pew, pew. We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. You've probably been hearing about how great these mortgage rates are right now. Like in Virginia, they're not your typical mortgage company. Sure, they've got phenomenal rates, but what makes them really different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just rates when designing your home loan. They're a family-owned business with local roots, so you know that you can trust them. You're going to feel like a person, not just a number when you deal with the Chevaliers. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you can get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike in Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. I'm telling you, if you'd like to buy a home, but you think it's just too far out of reach, give Mike in Virginia a call. They're going to get you hooked up. Call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Again, that's 970-412-2472. Or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. What's good? What's good? What's good, y'all? We are talking football. Got a lot of people coming back to CSU. Some people I didn't think would come back, to be honest, a couple of them. Uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued about this CSU Rams football team going into the 2021 season. Going to talk about uh, the most recent guys and just talk about kind of what I see their roles being, you know, what kind of takeaways we can gather from this, you know, all that fun stuff. I, I think a lot of people, you know, they... They were frustrated by what happened in that season, you know, this past fall, and and rightfully so. It, it definitely was not exactly a fun one. I mean, the, the bronze boot is back, and that's big. But I mean, between what happened at Boise State and then Sandy, and I mean, even you know, San Diego State and Fresno State were kind of frustrating losses, just with the way the offense kind of struggled to move the ball. I will say though, it is it is encouraging that a lot of these guys they want to run it back, that they want to play for these coaches. So I'm going to get into all of that. Uh, let's just kind of start right at the beginning. And we'll start with Marcus McElroy. He announced the other day that he was going to come back to CSU. Not a guy that's super active on social media. Uh, kind of, you know, sticks to his his own business. And, and I can certainly respect that. But he gets bonus points because he made his announcement with a Dave Chappelle gif. Anytime you do that, I'm in. I'm really excited to see Marcus McElroy come back. I think... I think his presence is going to be big for this CSU football team on multiple levels. Now, I get that in the modern game, Marcus McElroy's running style is not exactly common. I mean, he's more of like a bruiser, uh, you know, lineup. Maybe if you even had a fullback like an Adam Prentice type and, you know, kind of, you know, two tight ends and just run it down your throat. You know, he's that big dude. He would have been really successful in the 80s. In a lot of modern spreads, you know, a lot of schemes where you're trying to, you know, spread the defense out and all that, maybe not the most effective runner, not like super effective as a pass catcher, though I, I don't think he's necessarily bad at it. And he's really solid in pass protection, which is something that's an underrated skill. I mean, you need backs that can protect your quarterback. I do think offensive line should be a strength for the team moving forward, and I'm going to talk about that more, but I just think getting a guy back like Marcus is going to be so important for an offense that 
is it's just kind of in flux when it comes to a leadership perspective. When you lose your quarterback, you know, that's always one of the natural leaders of the offense. Now, I will say there's a lot of guys coming back. Trey McBride, obviously, he's not only a leader on the offense, but just a leader on the team. Same goes for Toby, you know, Dante Wright, Barry Wesley, a lot of these guys, great leaders. But Marcus is right up there with all of them. And just having him come back when you, you know, when you're kind of transitioning still under this new staff. I know they technically had the first season, but it was wonky. And when you only get four games, it's really hard to call that a season. So in a lot of ways, I'm just, you know, kind of considering 2021 almost as an extension as the first season under this staff. And, you know, everybody's going to have their own criteria for how they judge this, judge these things. I just think that it was way too early to, to make any, you know, rash judgments or, you know, say they made the wrong hires or anything like that. I just think that's not rational. <laughs> but, uh, you know, getting a guy like Marcus McElroy back, I just think it's going to be important. I, I'm not trying to take any shots at Todd Santeo or Justice McCoy or the young guys or anybody else that, you know, may or may not be the starting quarterback next year. I just think you need those other leadership roles. And Marcus, he's a well-spoken individual. He's a guy that, you know, does a lot of work in the community. Just a great dude. And I think getting him back is going to be big. And also, even even if he's not necessarily like the modern running back, I still think there's a ton of value, especially, you know, in a scheme where, let's be face it, Adazio wants to successfully run the football well. I want to see a lot more Ajon Vivens next year. I Man, I was really intrigued by what we saw. But I think having him to balance off of McElroy, that smash and dash approach, I think it can be really successful, especially if the offensive line is as good as I think they're going to be. So, you know, essentially, when it when it comes to Marcus, I think it's huge that he's coming back because he's the best pass, the best guy in pass bro on the team. I think he's a great leader. I think he balances well off of Vivens. And I think it's good to just have experienced football players in your locker room. Local guy, a guy that bleeds green and gold, you know, loves this program. That kind of stuff matters. It does. But uh, let's move on and transition to the next guy. Keith Williams, offensive tackle. Another guy that's coming back. Awesome. Awesome. He's played a lot of games over the last two years. We may see some, you know, shuffling of where guys end up playing next year. Uh, We may see some type of rotation. I mean, with them bringing in Vincent Picazzi from Temple, another talented dude. They've really been able to improve the the depth of the offensive line quite quickly. And I think that's going to be a strength for CSU because... You know, let's be face it, how how often do you go through a 12-game season with all five starters for every single snap? I mean, it, it essentially almost never happens. In, in the modern game, you really need, you know, you have like your starting five, but then you almost have like two swing guys that are going to play a lot of snaps. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I kind of think Keith will still start next year. He's he's a great pass blocker. He's, he's got that big frame, you know, the type of guy you want anchoring your offensive line, whether that's right tackle or left tackle. He's shown the versatility to do both, and that and that's big too. It's another big strength of a lot of the guys on this offensive line. Barry Wesley, he's played all over. Picazzi, the guy they've added from Temple, he's played all over. That's stuff. I mean, ultimately, I think you would like to lock them down and, and kind of have that one area where they're, you know, a master. You know, you kind of want to be a master of something. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. That's what I was trying to come up with there. Um, but yeah, I I just think the offensive line is going to be good. Anytime that you can get back experienced players, that's massive. Really excited to see Keith Williams coming back. 
Flipping things over to the defense, Ellison Hubbard, defensive lineman, uh, one of the most experienced players on the team. He's also going to run it back next year. 41 games played in his career, 93 total tackles, 16.5 for a loss, 10.5 sacks. Didn't, uh, didn't produce quite at the same level this past season in the four games, but quality interior defensive linemen are really hard to come by, and that's what he is. He's a stud against the run. Uh, him and Manny Jones, Toby McBride. CSU's going to have a really, really nasty defensive interior. And, and that's not even talking about, you know, Scott Patchen, who they have coming back on at defensive end. Man, it's just going to be a nightmare <laughs> for opposing offensive lines trying to deal with this. But uh, Ellison, he's just a dude that I like a lot. You know, another great, great leader in the locker room, a, a great clubhouse guy. If he was a baseball player, that's what they would call him, a great clubhouse guy. I've never met anybody that doesn't like Ellison Hubbard. He just has an infectious personality. You know, a big smile, one of those dudes. He's from Georgia, got that Southern charm. I don't know, man. He's just, he's a joy to be around. And on top of that, like I said, with all those stats listed, he's a pretty damn good football player. And I think we're going to see him really come into his own in this, uh, in the second year under Antoine Smith and Chuck Heater in these new schemes. I just, he's too talented, too smart not to succeed. And on top of that, he's just one of those guys that I'm sure will make the most of his opportunity at CSU. He does student media. You know, he does some of the TV stuff. He's a guy of, you know, 15, 20 years from now, if Ellison Hubbard is like the face of the SEC network or on ESPN or something, would not surprise me one bit. That's that's the type of personality that he has. And who knows? He very well may have a professional playing career before that happens because he's pretty good. Moving on of the... Uh, of the most recent guys that have announced that they will stay, Marshawn Cameron, former UNC Bear, a guy that's, I'll be honest, he's been way better than I anticipated. A, a perfect example of don't judge a book by its cover. Now, I don't mean like literally appearance. I just mean, you know, when, when I found out they were adding a transfer corner from Greeley, I was kind of like, oh, okay. But uh, he's been a stud, man. He's been an absolute stud. PFF actually had him as one of the highest graded coverage corners in the entire Mountain West. And one of the things that really jumped out to me, his physicality. I mean, he forced that fumble against Wyoming. He had 29 total tackles in just four games, 19 of which were solo. I am a sucker for a cornerback that can tackle. You know, I grew up watching Champ Bailey with the Broncos. And if you're a DB, you know, you're growing up, you, you love football. You want to know what tackling is all about. Watch Champ Bailey, man, a form tackler, a guy who would just, he'd square you up, he'd wrap you up, and he'd bring you down. He didn't try to pop you, he didn't try and thump you. I mean, he could, he had the ability, it wasn't like he wasn't capable of laying a hit every now and then, but he just made the tackles, and that's what Marshawn Cameron does. That's what I'm all about. He's got pretty decent ball skills, too. I mean, made that play also in the, in the border war, the pick six, just, you know, Anytime you can have experienced corners coming back, it's much like the D-line. It, it's hard to find quality corners at this level. So when you can find one, lock them down. Big time that Marshawn Cameron's coming back. All right, I am going to give some takeaways, continue talking about this. Before I do, though, got to shout out DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? That's right. Football's playoffs start this weekend, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action 
than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't checked it out yet, now is the perfect time. You want to start cashing in? The NFL playoffs are here, baby. To celebrate the most exciting time of football season, DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All it takes, one touchdown. You heard me. One touchdown, you double your money during Saturday's football games. That's right. Once you opt in, place your bet, you sit back, any touchdown happens, any of the games, you double your money, max bet of 25 That is a free $25. Too easy, too clutch from my friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you know, hey, if you're not a football guy, you know, that's kind of weird, but I get it. It's cool. Basketball rules too. The 2021 basketball season just kicked off. Head out. They have all kinds of daily odds, player props, uh, live betting. I got to be honest, I'm losing a ton of money on the freaking Nuggets. They're killing me right now. Absolutely killing me. Great reminder to bet with your head, not with your heart. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Saturday's football games. Again, use that promo code DNVR when you sign up, place that bet, and double your money if any touchdown is scored. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we're going to keep talking CSU football in just a second. Before I do, though, going to just briefly, just briefly, talk a little bit about the national championship game. Guys, I'm so excited for this. I know there's some reports that it might get delayed because uh, Ohio State has some COVID problems. I'm kind of torn, to be honest, when I heard about that. I, I just kind of feel like we're always moving goalposts for Ohio State. It just kind of feels like, you know, would, would we do this for somebody else? That's all I'm saying. But the other part of me wants it to be a quality game. And at the end of the day, I want the best two teams to play. So, you know, if, if you have to move it back a week and that allows it to happen, that's fine. You give Nick Saban another week to scheme. I, I have no beefs with that. So I don't know. I just, I guess we'll see how that plays out. That said, it's time to get my DraftKings pick of the week. Last week, I said well, you should take Ohio State to cover. I don't know. I just I, I talked myself into it. I think part of it, obviously, being an Alabama guy, I think that's a little bit of an emotional hedge on my part. You know, you just it, it's always tough. It's always tough in these situations. Two high powered offenses, two defenses that have been kind of hit or miss. I mean, they both come down together down the stretch a little bit. But I mean, let's be real. Ohio State got torched offensively by Indiana. Northwestern moved the ball on him. I just don't see how they're going to be able to stop Alabama. With that in mind, I think there's going to be a whole lot of points in this game. Normally, I won't touch an over-under that's over 75 points. I just think I just think most circumstances, you're not going to be able to count on that many points being scored. That said, I just think there's going to be a lot of points. So over-under 75.5, I'm taking the over. We'll see what happens there. It's one of those where it, you could really get screwed if it ends up being a blowout, surprisingly, just because, you know, they run out the football. Uh, we'll see, though. I, I just, I can really see a situation where this game goes to overtime, and if that happens, you're probably going to be sitting pretty. Anyways, my over-under 70 and a half, it, I, like I said, it, it's a whole lot of points. It makes me a little bit nervous, but at the end of the day, I'd rather root for scoring than sit there sweating the whole time over every touchdown that's scored, not enjoying it. If I don't miss it, you know, if I don't hit it, but a whole lot of points happen, I'm sure it'll be a great game. 
I'm looking forward to it. Rodam Tide, gonna be awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Hopefully you guys are still listening. I know everybody hates it when I talk about Alabama, but uh, they hate us because they ain't us, baby. <laughs> Anyways, the dictator sucked. That movie was not funny. All right, Toby McBride, Manny Jones, Scott Patchen, Ryan Stonehouse, Trey McBride, Marcus McElroy, Marshawn Cameron, Ellison Hubbard, all these guys coming back. What does that tell us about this team? To me, a couple of things. One, they've been through a lot. They, they want to see it through. I mean, let's be real. If you've been a CSU football fan the last couple of years, 2018 in particular, man, my God, that was a long one. Even 2019, 2020, man, it's it's been a rough stretch. If you bleed green and gold, it just it hasn't been an easy go around. A lot of these guys, they played a lot of snaps. They've been here through it all. They want to see it through. They want to potentially reach a bowl game. You know, they want to, you know, reap the fruits of their labor, if you will, or seep the fruit. What is that fucking saying? Anyways. You guys know what I'm saying. They want to see it through after all this hard work. I, I think that's cool. I think that's really cool. I don't blame some of the guys that you know want to leave at the end of the day. That's always going to happen when a new staff takes over. You might not click. You might not be playing. There's a lot of reasons why guys decide to transfer. It's just part of the process, especially in a program as big as football. I mean, even like when a basketball coach takes over, pretty much a guarantee that at least one or two guys is going to transfer within two years, if not like more like three or four football you should probably be able to at least double or triple those numbers without panicking and and to me that the lack of roster turnover is super encouraging i i honestly thought that it might be a bigger issue than it is and and you know so far there hasn't been a single player that's transferred out that surprised me and there have been a ton of players that have announced that they're coming back that shocked me i mean ryan stonehouse could have gone pro he's coming back trey mcbride trey mcbride man he Build the McBride bros a statue because that dude is, he's risking so much to come back to CSU. And I just, I, it, I hope it pays out for him. And I think it will. I just think good things happen to good people. I, I truly do believe that way, live my life that way. I think it's going to pay out for him. But, uh, you know, Manny Jones, Scott Patch and all these dudes, obviously, you know, I think Manny and Scott more so than Trey needed to come back to, to put more on film if they really want to get drafted. I think scouts are going to look at them and say, yeah, we really liked what we saw this year, but it was a small sample size. It was only four games. Go back, do it again in a larger sample size, 12 games. You know, they play against some big teams next year on the road at Iowa. You know, you have a big game, CSU sneaks an upset. All of a sudden, these guys are getting all kinds of national attention. But, you know, whatever their individual reasons may be, whether it's, you know, wanting to refine their games, wanting to put more on tape, uh, simply wanting to see it through. I don't think any of these guys would come back if they didn't believe two things, and that's one, that this team can win. I, I don't think these guys are, I mean, why waste your time coming back if you think the team's going to be a losing team? I just, I don't think that's the case. And two, I think they connect better with these coaches than maybe we thought. You know, Patrick O'Brien, obviously that situation was kind of wonky. He's going to go to Washington now. I wish him, you know, nothing but the best. I really enjoyed working around Patrick. I think the offense would have been better if Patrick stayed around. But it didn't. You know, it it just it didn't work out. He's going to Washington. It is what it is. Trey staying, Dante's staying. We don't know with Nate Craig Myers yet. I I I hope he comes back too. I know that he hasn't exactly panned out the way that everybody was hoping for. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's got 
the frame. He's got all the skills in the world. I feel like if they could find a way to get that guy more involved, he could still potentially have a really nice season in the green and gold. We'll just have to see, though. And then just, you know, one last point I want to make here. And and this isn't a shot at Nate at all. I want to clarify, because I think Nate's a good football player. But I just think he's a good example of a Power 5 guy getting a lot of hype simply because he was coming from a Power 5 school. Now, again, I think Nate Craig Myers is a talented football player. But one of the things that I noticed on Twitter over the last couple of days with the additions of Vincent Picazzi and then, you know, Crump in the in the defensive backfield, a lot of Ram fans turning up their noses at these Temple transfers. And I just don't get it. One, these are guys that have played a lot of significant snaps. And to me, give me a G5 starter over somebody who didn't contribute in a Power 5 program every day of the week. I know that's, you know, not the line of thinking that everybody comes from, but at the end of the day, they've proven themselves against, you know, a, a playing field that's can at least compare to CSU. A lot of these P5 guys that, you know, come down, you just, you don't really know what you're getting. I mean, TJ Roundtree out of Louisville, great example of that a couple of years ago, really good dude, but I mean, really just kind of a big guy, you know, didn't really pan out. I mean, didn't play at Louisville, didn't really play here. Just, you know, Fatone Bauta, Fatone, Fatone, Fatone Bauta. I don't know why I got so tongue-tied on that pronunciation. He's, you know, another perfect example of a guy. He had all the hype in the world because he was coming over from Georgia, but it just it didn't really work out. So all I'm saying is don't turn your nose up at G5 players, especially ones that have contributed. It's just kind of a weird look. I mean, people all the time complain about the perception with CSU and then for them to like go around and judge G5 players the same way. It's super weird. And on top of that, it's like, are you, are you expecting SEC starters to transfer to CSU? Like that's, they wouldn't be transferring if that was part of, you know, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm getting worked up here, but don't judge before they play. That's all I'm saying. I really felt like Dennis Reynolds there when he's, you know, going through one of his freakouts and he's, I just, but I just, you know, but I don't care, man. I don't care, man. I don't care, man. <laughs> all right. Anyways. I'm excited about the future of CSU football. I think next year is going to be fun. I hope to God that the fans can be there. But uh, more than anything, I'm just intrigued by the makeup this, of this roster. I mean, we talk so much about CSU men's basketball and what you know is, is intriguing about that team. Yes, they're very talented, but they play together and they truly believe in that program and, and they, they really want it to succeed. And I feel like we're kind of starting to get some of those vibes with some of these CSU players. Now, that's not to say that you know players and, and under the you know, previous administration, previous coaching staff didn't want to win. I'm not saying any of that. I just think they really have a a collective group of guys that are really bought in right now. And that matters. You know, I, I still have some questions about the offense. I mean, I, I didn't love some of what we saw. You know, who's going to play quarterback? I, I imagine it'll be Santeo. I guess Justice McCoy could be in the mix. Maybe it ends up being, you know, Luke McAllister or Chance Harris, one of these freshmen that are going to be Coming on campus this spring, we'll just have to see. But, you know, with Trey coming back, with Dante coming back, the entire defensive line, you've got a really strong foundation at linebacker. You got, you know, decent talent in the secondary. You know, Henry Blackburn, I'm, I love that dude. I'm really intrigued to see him in year two. Keevan Bailey, you know, he got hurt. But once he comes back healthy, what can we get out of him? Rashad Ajayi, hopefully he can kind of return to that freshman form. 
there's there's a lot of a lot of things to work with and it's it's a good time don't panic just yet i know 2020 was frustrating it wasn't what any of us wanted but don't panic just yet that's all i'm saying should be a fun ride next fall we'll be talking about it all throughout there obviously talking plenty of hoops gonna have another hoops podcast talking san diego state and unlv plenty of stuff going on right now make sure if you check it out subscribe all that fun stuff follow us on twitter at dnvr underscore rams you can follow me at justin t michael thank you to everybody that supports our work peace peaches out of palisades sweet as mama's marmalade this shit sound like summer days the windows down on harmony the family band sing harmonies my daddy played the drums my mama slapped that bass my sister sang these songs dancing under canopies we thank the trees for all their leaves we are just some drops of water together make up seven seas and one day i'll be like my father one day i will learn to breathe i'm choking on the thought that i am not the man i want